What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. You're listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. This week, coming to you from the UK only, please welcome your hosts, Sam and Stefan. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new edition of the Stuff and Things podcast. It's a little bit of a sad edition. I'm going to tell you why it's a little bit sad. This is the last time, and I've not told my co-host, this is the last time we're going to use that intro. What? How how, how you feeling, man? Dude, that's like iconic. It is. It is. It's iconic, but it is now so dated um, that we're going to we're gonna change it. Anybody who's listening to the Game of Thrones uh, edition we've been doing, Game of Thangs, will have heard our new one. Uh, which is a little bit more generic, like ridiculously chirpy and gets so stuck catchy. in your head. So yeah, catchy. it really gets stuck in your head. But but basically, the, the intro to this show was when we first started. So me and Alfie first started the podcast. Um, we had the Fear the Walking Dead was the first show we were talking about. Um, basically, the the slash noise at the start of this intro used to be the fear theme because it didn't have any theme music or anything it just had that slash and then it'd go into the show like title credits into the show so we have that and Alfie put together this kind of um you know Rick you know what are you doing out there doing stuff and thangs obviously it's the stuff and thangs podcast well Rick's gone now as well <laughs> so so we're kind of left with this we've got this slash noise that anybody who is watched fear season three or four won't know about because they dropped it and the rest of it you know Rick who's the main voice is gone so it's time <laughs> it's yeah. time to put it to pasture it is time to say goodbye and I thought the season finale of The Walking Dead is the best time for it uh, so yeah, that's the last time we're going to use it. It is a little bit sad. It is a little bit. It's like totes and motion moment for me right now. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, talk amongst yourselves, everybody. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm over it. I'm good. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the next show that's going to come out uh, will have the new theme. Uh, we're going to do a wrap-up show for Season 9. Uh, in that show, we're going to talk about events at Walker Stalker London, uh, which was incredible. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, all of Season 9, just as like an overview, because you got to remember, Season 9 started, we had Rick. <laughs> um, it's, hard to believe. To Rick. it's hard to believe that Rick was actually still here this season. Yeah. It seems so long ago. It does. It, it massively does. Of course, it, it really does feel like this this season was actually two seasons, possibly more than any other because of the time jump. Yeah. But, but we've, we've got that, so we're going to talk about the whole season. We're also going to look ahead to season 10. Uh, there's plenty of theories out there. There's plenty of uh, rumours out there. I saw something yesterday which we'll discuss on that podcast. So we're going to do that. Uh, that'll drop probably in about a week's time. Uh, so look out for that. It's just a general chat. Uh, if you saw, if you saw us at Walker Stalker Con as well, and you're listening, hello, and we'll talk about you on that show. Don't worry, we're not ignoring you. <laughs> you will be discussed. We will get to. We will get to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this episode, we're just going to focus purely on the season finale, uh, which is The Walking Dead season nine, episode sixteen, and the title of the episode was. You can do it, man. 
Use the force. Oh, it was just the storm or something, wasn't it? Yes. That's it. Yes, well done. My brain I'm was proud. going to all sorts of other things, and I was like, no, the storm. It was simple. Simple. It was. It was simple. And the episode last week was the calm before. I'll the see storm. what they did there. Very clever. I'll see what they, yeah, yeah, I'll see what they did there. Um, so, yeah, so basically, um, we got this episode. Overall thoughts of the episode before we go into any details? What did you think? Amazing how it's taken us, like, nine seasons and time jumps to finally see winter <laughs> do you think that's a budgetary thing i think they've watched the game of thrones too long they've had the long summer yeah um no i really like the, I, a lot of people slated the episode saying that it didn't feel like a finale uh last week should have been the finale with the whole cliffhanger and everything else and this week was just kind of like Ooh. an add-on um i actually liked it yeah, I, I'm about to say, I disagree with the massive amount of people on this. Um, I, I followed the, the hashtags this morning, because obviously you live-tweet the episode. I do. Um, I steer clear of Twitter on that particular instance, simply because, you know, spoilers. Um, but then I, I watched the episode, I followed all the hashtags on there, and yeah, the general consensus with people really didn't like it. and. I've I got to be honest with you, I always I always come back to this, which is if every single episode has characters dying, and if every single episode has cliffhangers and non-stop action, you'd get bored of that. Yeah. You you have you have to have a contract, you have to have, you know, speaks and troughs. And for a finale, I mean, for me, I thought it was great. You know, last week we had those events. The one thing that I'm not clear on, perhaps you can help me with, we've had a little bit of time has passed. Yeah, Between that was not episodes. explained well at all. You had to wait for Ezekiel and Daryl to have a conversation for it to even be acknowledged that, oh, the last few months have been really tough for us. And you're like, yeah. well, thank you. At least someone's going to tell us. Yeah, I, I find that I find that a little bit difficult. I, I don't know, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they should have thrown up uh, four months later, but just... Do you know what I just, almost would have, just to get it out of the way? Because the last time we were there... It was like a yeah. summer fate. Like they had the yeah. fair, weather was great, they had them walking up the hill, the sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's all winter's kicked in and I know Ezekiel did that little talk at the beginning about how, you know, the winter's kicked in hard this year and all that, but it was like Well Well what, to what? me, that's when he could have said it's been four months since we lost our son. You know? That would have been perfect. Yeah. Straight away, bang. We'd have all known exactly where we are. Thank you very much. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in this now. We know exactly where we are. Yeah, but, this has been the know. toughest four months that this kingdom has had yeah, to endure. Yeah. You would have gone, perfect, or, or, thanks. You know, or whatever the time frame. Two months, one yeah. month, six weeks, eight weeks. Just say it straight off the bat, and then it would have cleared the confusion of... Or at least, perhaps it's just me. Perhaps it's just me and you. Perhaps other people listening are going... Yeah, I got that, guys. Come on, keep up. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, keep with the program, guys. But for me, I found that a little bit confusing at first, and then, uh, yeah, it kind of... I mean, you, you sort of got to the point of, well, obviously, time's moved on, but it would have been nice to... Um, there were a couple of little things I just want to kind of pick out, uh, yep. just very quickly, because they're only small things. But you know how probably one of my least favourite characters, uh, now Henry's gone, bless him, may he rest... Is Geordie Shore Saviour. Yep. To the point that even though I know his name now, I'm not going to use it because I don't care about him. Do you know what? Every time I hear his name, I'm like, oh, that's his name. And then two minutes later, I'm like, oh, Jersey Shore. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't care anything about him at all. So he, he has a go at Lydia. 
there's this scene, he's on his horse, he turns around to her about, oh, your people, da 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 Yeah. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Mr. Saviour. You're a saviour, yeah. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? Uh, what? I, I don't know whether perhaps I don't like the guy, so I'm kind of just, I really, everything you say, I just want to punch you in the face. But, or is it a case of, that's kind of really crap writing, because, or is he just a character that is that stupid? I, uh, I think it's a bit of a mixture of everything. I mean, social media last night really did kick off at that scene. Yeah. For that exact yeah. reason. Everyone was like, well, dude, you're a saviour. Come on. You're going to yeah. concern yourself about, oh, you got people killed? I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, she, there's this sort of attitude of, you know, well, you were a whisperer, therefore you're, you're still there. And you're kind of looking and thinking, of all the people, of all all of the people there who really shouldn't be voicing that opinion, it would be someone who was a saviour. Regardless of whether you considered yourself one of the good saviours or what. You you were you were on the side of <laughs> you were not on the side of angels, let's put it that way, at that point. Yeah, tell me about it. So yeah, I I kinda of, that that little thing just kinda of stuck out to me, um and I kinda of thought, eh, yeah, that, that that irks me a little bit. Um the other thing that I wanted to just pick out because I thought it was a really, um, really interesting thing is, uh, if you don't mind, because it kind of goes to the end, but I just want to kind of get it out of the way now. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Which is basically this about the radio. So we've seen the the episode opens with Ezekiel using the radio trying to communicate. Uh, we then see when he gets to the hilltop. He's got the radio working, and they've got the radio working at Alexandra now. And yeah. he's actually talking to Judith. They're going backwards and forwards. Very cute, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, I like Judith on the radio. Like, you know, what up? Um, but then Ezekiel leaves the room, and you hear a voice over the radio. Yes, you do. Um, now, uh, not Rick's voice. Th- yeah. Now, so this is what I want to talk about. So it's not Rick. There was a there was a massive rumor going into this episode that started doing the rounds because spoiler sites leaked that the final scene was there would be a voice over the radio. Now, the rumour was that as Ezekiel's left the room and clicked, you'd hear Rick speak and say, Ezekiel, is that you? And we'd all just absolutely freak out and the series would end. So let let me just say this now. If they did that, I think not one person would be online bitching about the finale. Oh, 100%. I think, Everyone would be like, yeah. massive Rickfest. Well, yeah, if if you and that would be it. The whole episode, identical to what it was, but that final voice had clearly been Rick. Everybody would have just lost their bit over it. Yeah. And they would be running wild with, what does this mean, and etc. So he's still alive, you know, because we've had the time jump, you know, wow and it would have been mental now they've obviously not done that um it sounded it's so crackly in the story but i think it's definitely a female voice yep yep um the overwhelming theory i've seen from everybody is it's maggie because out of nowhere suddenly maggie gets a mention in this episode about you know we've written you know a, a count the council have written a letter to maggie uh, they've still not had a response. Yeah, she's like she's not been spoken about for weeks. No, and then all of a like, sudden, oh, do you guys remember Maggie? Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It, it was just 
I, I'm not convinced it is. I just think this is generic female voice. And so I think it's the Commonwealth. Well, now this is another thing. Uh, people listening possibly aren't okay with what the common uh, the Commonwealth is and what the comic books have done. Now, this isn't a spoiler because the show have now moved the story arc so differently and obviously there's the films to come, etc. But in the comic books, uh, beyond the Whisperer confrontation, there is a large, if you like, uh, remnants of the government have built the Commonwealth. They've built this state, loads and loads of people. They've got a real organized military that wear body armor, etc. They look like stormtroopers. <laughs> um, so, so basically, a lot of people think that perhaps this is the next hint of that existing, rather than it being a direct, hi, this is the Commonwealth. It, it just being a little hint. You know, we've seen the helicopter before. We've seen Rick being taken away. The, the big consensus appears to be that Rick is there in the Commonwealth or has been there or the films are going to be set there. So, yeah, that that would appear to be the overriding theory. For me, I don't know. I'd like it to be Maggie. I'd like that character to return. But at the same time... Whilst we're, <clears throat> whilst we're yeah, on the whole Maggie know. thing... Yeah. I know this is not part of the episode, but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. Yeah, yeah, shoot. If she comes back, how is she going to react with the fact that Negan now is actually Judith's saviour and best friend? Um, I think she's going to struggle with it. I, I think it, but at the same time, I think it gives her a perfect story arc to come back to. So everybody is starting to not, don't get me wrong, no one is forgiven Negan. No one is going, do you know what? We were wrong about that guy. <laughs> what a everybody, swell dude. Everybody is kind of tolerating him a little bit. I mean, there's the scene with Father Gabriel. Um, you know, <laughs> father, I mean, ne- yeah, <laughs> but but <laughs> Negan in that scene just cracked me up. And I think the vast majority of people watching it are like, do you know what? I know a guy like that. <laughs> I yeah. know a guy who who and everybody here has got a friend that when you introduce them to other people, you apologize before before they arrive. Yep. And guess what, boys and girls? If you don't have that friend, it's you. <laughs> You're the one other people apologize about. Oh yes. Me. I'm the one. I get introduced to people genuinely and they and the first thing people say is, Oh, I've heard a lot about you and I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm that friend. Oh no. I, I I am that guy, yeah. And I am. I, I am Negan in those situations. I am the one that if I am bored, chained up, freezing cold, will try and entertain myself by going, I am loving this love quadrangle going on. And hilariously it's something that me and you joked about on the podcast a few weeks ago the love quadrangle so the fact he said it i was full-on nerding out we are there we are now we've made it we we have um but yeah that scene uh the reason why i brought that scene up then though is because father gabriel just goes will you just stop being you (laughs) and and so i don't you know although they're all kind of talking to him they're acknowledging what he's done uh you know we'll talk about this the thing with Judith in a bit, but you know they're all kind of acknowledging and they're accepting of him being what he is now. None of them are forgetting who he is. You know, at no point have they gone. Do you know what? For good behaviour, let's take the cuffs off. At every point during this, yeah, <laughs> he he is still very much a, a prisoner of theirs, not a colleague. Um, I think Maggie coming back it gives a perfect storyline of the group now 
uh, Negan is not just locked in a cell. But you got to remember, when Maggie left, she went there to kill him. And he was broken. Yeah. So she didn't, because she was happy that the fact he was broken was better punishment than killing him. But he's not broken anymore. No, he's not. So how is she going to react to that? And, it, yeah, I, I think that would be a perfect story arc for her to come back to. Now... The reason why I'd like Maggie to come back is because of that story, because of the strength of that character. What I wouldn't like is her just to come back and just for the sake of it. Because we the show has enough characters. It has a big enough ensemble cast. Yeah. If you're going to bring Maggie back, have a purpose, have a story arc, have a reason for her to be there. Otherwise, just just let it go. Um, but that's that's my opinion anyway. That's not... Not gospel, but um, I think well, perfect opportunity. Let's let's focus on Negan for a minute then. Okay, if you're happy. Yeah, yeah. So Negan in this episode had me laughing a lot just because of the the whole love quadrangle comment. Um, Doctor Baby Daddy, the Doctor Baby Daddy. I mean, you know, just and because him and Gabriel talk so much, the fact that Gabriel is able just to say to him, "Stop being you." I know what you're trying to do. Shut up. Mm. And and is but he he does it. And I think Negan even said it a few episodes ago uh, to Judith. He's like, I only swear and do this in front of my friends. When he this swears, in how... Judith goes language. Yeah, yeah. He says something. And she goes language, and he's like, sorry, sorry, little one, sorry. Um, the interactions between Judith and Negan, I think, are just the best. I. I this whole season nine, the back half since the time jump. If I'm going to pick one story thing or one or two characters, I would watch a spin-off of Judith and Negan. <laughs> just just the Judith and Negan show. I'd be happy. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm really good. There was a nice, sweet little scene as well. Uh, Judith looking after her brother at RJ, which was quite quite nice. Um, but yeah, so the two of them. They've got this connection, we know that. Um, we have a situation where the the chimney, uh, Eugene realises after they have this kind of backdraft come down with the flames, the chimney's frozen, it, the, the, the fumes aren't getting out, so they have to put the fire out, which means they're going to have to leave and go to another place. Um, I saw a lot of stuff online about um, how Alexandria is not that big. Why was it such a struggle to, for them to move from one house to another? Yeah. Um, now, I, unfortunately, in my life, have actually been caught in a blizzard. Um, I was in Russia, and we got caught, and we had to walk, I think it was about 20 yards, and you can't see a thing. And when you can't see a thing, you cannot, you know, no horizon, no sun, no anything, it's white. Yeah. It is amazing how much that throws your senses off. You genuinely don't have a clue. So what they did with all roping together and they are walking in a straight line is exactly what we had to do and it's exactly the thing you were told to do because you, you, it's just ridiculously easy. Like one step going the wrong way and all of a sudden you're lost. Yes, I mean, you, that you, scene, done. I've never been caught in a blizzard like that. I mean, yeah, I, I live have, just outside was, of London, so therefore... I thought it was great. The worst we get... You know, just outside London area is maybe a couple of inches of snow, and everyone comes to a complete halt. I've never hmm. been blizzard mode. No, and I, and I only have because I was in Russia when it happened. Um, but there was a lot of people again online talking about how surely if where they were, they were just literally crossing the street. 
Well, and and that's the thing I'm trying to get across. I've watched that, and I've been in one, and I thought, yeah, that's really accurate because it is, you know, just walking 10, 20 yards is difficult, 100 yards. You know, you only got to read online people like explorers that go to the Antarctic and things like that. A hundred yard walk, and you could get lost, which sounds insane. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's just you you've got no point of reference. Everything is white. Now, if you if you imagine this for a second, if anyone's listening to this right now, let's imagine you're in your living room. Your living room is, uh, you know, the walk from where you're sat listening to us to the door is six foot. Close your eyes and make that walk. I guarantee you, you will not walk as easily and steadily as you would with your eyes open. Yeah, because you have no reference at all. You've got nothing as your point of reference. A small thing in your way, you trip. <laughs> yep. And when everything is white, that's the same. And now add wind, the freezing cold. You know, you're shivering. You add all that into it, and I thought the claustrophobic feel of the way it was filmed. I I really really thought it was done well. Yeah. So I was quite surprised when I went online and saw so much hate for it. Like visually, uh, I thought but, it was a stunning episode. Yeah, yeah, massively so, massively so, and um, I can understand why they don't do winter very often because you imagine how much it would have cost to do all that snow wise. Uh, well, you know, it, it was made out of paper, plastic, polystyrene, um, soap <laughs> foam. Yeah, you know, incredible they're, they're amount of in, stuff goes into it. Yeah, they're there in Georgia, so it couldn't have been a very easy thing. No, not this time um, of year. No, so um, we have this. Now we learn just through Judith saying it that dog's gone missing. Uh, I immediately thought of Manda Zeki, uh, listener to the podcast, <laughs> and I thought, poor Manda's watching this right now. She's you know she's going to be panicking. Uh, but whilst they're doing the rope walk, Judith hears the dog bark, and Judith being a typical grind. I've had to say, yeah, isn't she like her brother? Yeah, just like I'll sort it and runs off off the rope line now. Everybody's just calling her name. Let me just point out, the only one who goes after is Negan. Yeah, I tweeted this. Why was Negan the bad guy? The only person out of our entire group that goes, yeah. Oh, Judith's gone. I should save her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jude. Um, I, I think me and you discussed quite some time ago the redemption of Negan and the only arc me and you could think of where he would be redeemed in the majority of people's eyes would be to save Judith. You could say possibly we've been talking about uh, something like this happening for a while. We assumed it would be from the Whisperers or from yeah, the dead. Yeah, we had the Whisperers in mind. We didn't have a bit of snow. But... No. but Close enough. It, close enough. I mean, he does find her. He, he gets taken out his leg and we have one of my favourite scenes... <laughs> Um, she's there, he puts his coat around her, and he's ready to sort of carry her, she looks down at his leg, bleeding, and she goes, your leg looks like shit. Language, Miss Grimes, I mean, I, I, I was gone, I'm just helping, like I said, I could watch them two as a spin-off show. They are brilliant, them. the two of them, just their chemistry between them, and the reactions, and everything else, it's just fantastic. It is, I mean, it is just... We're talking about this episode, and people were talking about, you know, oh, you know, we didn't have any of the action, we didn't have the death, or the... But no, but we had some real character moments. We had some real, what I consider to be like massively defining huge things in this. And I hope in us talking about it, a few more people might come around to that way of thinking. Because that moment between them two solidified for me their friendship. Yeah. Their kinship. And 
I don't know. I don't know why. I I think perhaps it's a little bit far. I think perhaps you don't need it. But at the same time, I would have loved when he picks her up and she's kind of in and out of it a little bit, the cold, for Negan to sort of look up to the sky and almost go like, "You owe me one, Rick." Does Does that make sense? Almost like a kind of would have been funny. Oh my, yeah, just like a kind of yeah, dude, acknowledgement of like I'm doing this for your kids. Um, you know. I, I don't know why I don't know why I just kind of thought it when I was watching it and then I couldn't get the idea out of my head about how cool that would have been um, but anyway it didn't happen so no, no point in talking about it <laughs> so uh, he does get her back you know does she is okay um, uh, you know various other events happen but the next scene with Negan is we have Michonne comes to see him he's been treated by Sadiq for his leg uh, he makes comment to the fact the last time he was in that room is when Rick ripped his throat open, um, which which made me laugh. Um, it was just one of those nice little throwaway moments, but it meant more than just a throwaway moment. It did, yeah. Now, Michonne and Negan have a conversation, and there's a line in this conversation which I think is so important. Negan's kind of been filled in by people about what's happening with the Whisperers. Yeah. Um, he even says to Michonne, I understand you cut across their territory. That was ballsy. Yeah. So he is fully up to date. He's fully aware. And Michonne, at that point, decides to sit and talk to him. You know, going to engage him and almost like get his thoughts. Yeah. And they have this little exchange where he says you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend. And she said, well, no, it's actually all of us have come together because it's against evil. And what he says at that point to me, I think is massive. Yes. Uh, that is, you know, uh, paraphrasing a little, but is you got to remember those that are evil aren't evil in their eyes. Yeah. And to me, I, I kind of felt like Michonne was a little bit taken aback by that, which was, oh, damn. You know, we all rose up against you because you were evil. And what you're, the point you're trying to make is, to him, he wasn't the bad guy. And so he's now trying to point out that the Whisperers, they don't think they're bad. Yeah, they just that's just their way them. of life. That's how you yeah. guys are interrupting. It's like we've said before about the whole Rick Grimes story arc. If you were, yeah. if you were one of the other groups, then surely Rick Grimes would have been the evil bad guy because he just came in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know there's yeah. a really great example, a really great example of the other groups and what you just said? Then now I always forget about. Do you remember when? So right at the start of the Savior arc, they're going to hit this outpost and they got to take a head to the outpost, like Gregory's head. So they cut the head off a load of dead bodies to try and make one look a bit like Gregory. And he punches it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he punches it, and one of the guys from Hilltop goes, "Damn, I thought Negan was scary. He ain't got nothing on you." Yeah, and and there's that realization that this other community that have just met Rick are like, the guy is a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, and and from us as the audience, we followed Rick's journey, so we're kind of like, yay, go Rick, he's brilliant. But these people who have just met him and the reaction to him is just like, jeez, the guy is nuts. <laughs> yeah, who is this guy? What is he? He just punched a dead head to make it look a bit busted. What yeah, the and heck? Did it, it was more that he just does it without a hesitation, without a thought, without thinking about yeah. it at all. It's just like, smack, there you go, done. And they're all like, damn, you, dude, what the hell? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, that line, yeah. I think that line is very important. I think it's going to be massively important because I think it might uh, make Michonne think about things in a different way. But also I think 
it might say to her that Negan's perspective in this could be important. Yeah. Um, he has been on the other side of this. He has been the one who they all perceived as evil. Um, so perhaps, you know, the fact she sat down with him, I think, is a sign that perhaps... A big in difference. In her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a massive difference. And it'd be interesting to see where that goes. Um, anything else on Negan from this episode? I mean, I, I loved his interactions with people in this episode. I... I could have watched more of that to be honest uh no i think we've covered negan yeah i think we have um the next thing i want to talk about then is is the king king ezekiel now oh he got some hate last night well i'm i'm confused i gotta be honest with you and the two of them like any couple you lose a child adopted or not that is a serious ass strain on a relationship on on everything Add to that, they've lost their home um, through it all breaking down. Uh, the stress of trying to move the community, you know, knowing the whispers, think about the weather, all of that is massive. I don't... the I couldn't understand his conversation with Daryl. Now, um, I'm not entirely sure if he is telling Daryl to get lost or if he's referring to Lydia. I think he's talking to Daryl. See, that is what I think it went. But the way and a few of the things he said, I was like, does he actually mean it'd be easier if Lydia's not there because they're blaming Lydia for what happened? But then Carol later says that Ezekiel's blaming Daryl. Yeah. And she's like, he's only blaming you because he can't bring himself to blame me. And I'm like, I... I'm a little. The problem is, whenever you have these situations where episodes don't run into the next episode, and we've had this bit of a gap, be it a month, a couple of months, is when we had the massive time jump, me and you spoke loads about we're, we're lost. We don't understand why this character's behaving this way. I can understand the grief affecting both of them. I think everybody can kind of understand that. But what I'm struggling with is how. Them all being friends, and in the last episode, Ezekiel saying to Daryl, "When all this is done, you make the kingdom your home. Come and live with us." And Daryl being like, "Oh, you know, I'll consider it. That's, you know, I'd like that." Yeah. To now him, all of a sudden looking over his shoulder at Carol and Daryl talking like a jealous, you know, jealous, and then talking to him saying, "I want you to go." Uh, I kind of thought to myself, that seems very odd for Ezekiel that doesn't seem very it doesn't fit him. his character at all no and I did also uh, in the comic books uh, relationships etc are very different Daryl doesn't exist for one Carol is dead in the comic books uh, but the couple that were together going into the Whisper War was actually Ezekiel and Michonne so you know Michonne was never with Rick no they the were comics. together themselves yeah did you think in this episode we've seen hints of them possibly coupling up in the future? Or oh, or, or am I misreading that? Um, I didn't myself. But then knowing that those two are together in the comics... Well, let me let me just lay out to you. Would you know, she the, be the TV over show. Rick and stuff? I mean, I know it's been six years and you'd assume she is, but... Well, let me, let me just lay out to you why... The, the, the things that I saw which made me wonder 
The two of them had, I think, on three different occasions, heart-to-hearts. The two of them discussing strategy, discussing the people, discussing the situation. We don't see those two put together very often. Um, you know, as a group, when they're all together discussing things, sure. But when it was just two of them on their own, that's fairly new. Also, the little thing at the end, uh, you know, Ezekiel's on the radio. And when Judith goes, she says, you know, I'll tell my mum you said hi. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it just came into my head. But we do have a scene between Ezekiel and Carol, and I actually wrote down this question mark: Have they broken up? I think they have. But damn, she. He, I know she keeps the ring. Well, because he makes her. Because he refuses to take it back, and yeah. his whole you know, "I'll always love you" line. And I was just sat there like, "Oh man, no." No, I was yeah. getting proper like choked up. I mean, it wasn't head on spike sort of choked up, but it was choked up. Oh, dude, I like, you're. A, I've turned you into a romantic. Yeah, it's not doing well for me, dude. I tell you, I'm no, starting to get emotional over things, and yeah. But I was like, sorry, those bro. two are such a strong. You know, it, it was only last week's episode. They were sat on the throne and they were signing king and queen and stuff. And I'm like, no, don't yeah. break them up. I, 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 this whole thing about how she has to go off and he has to stay and all this, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Nope. No. Uh, well, it's... Yeah, I mean, grief can tear people apart or it can bring them together. So, it's, it's possible it's tore them apart. But, uh, I don't know. I, I just find that odd. It felt like it kind of got dropped on us as the audience and you rather than us... only imagine how social media reacted to the idea that Daryl and Carol were going to be going to the same place together. Well, I almost logged out myself. I was just like, "Oh, come on, guys, come on." <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am always of the opinion. Me and you have talked about this before. I like their relationship as it is. I don't have a problem with people who want them to be together as a couple. That's fine if that's what you want. You're a fan of the show. Enjoy it. That's something you enjoy. That's a theory you like. I like the relationship between them as it is, simply because I don't think that you always have to have romance between a male and a female character. And I feel it's almost stronger if you don't. I'd like the story to reflect that a man and a woman can have a friendship or anything without it ever becoming more. Yeah, see, I think they've got like a brotherly-sisterly sort of bond. They would do anything for each other. They love each other to bits, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, does it does it actually need to be romantic? I don't think it does. People want it to be. Perhaps the show are going to give them that because so many people want it. I don't know. Uh, genuinely, I don't know. But I I felt the Ezekiel the the breakup moment just felt like it got dropped on us, and I was a bit like, "What? Hang on a minute. I know they're probably having a tough time, but what the hell? <laughs> what and why? Just yeah." yeah. So. I'm glad it wasn't just me that kind of felt that came out of nowhere. Um, we we have a we have a couple of scenes with Lydia, which I think are quite interesting. Um, one of them is Lydia goes off and finds a walker frozen in a lake, and she's gonna let the walker bite her. Yeah, um, mate. I mean, kind tough of, scenes. Yeah, she's kind of putting her arm out just with like a most you know just edging it forward and then she sees Carol there at the corner of Ryan and she suddenly snaps out of it um, we also have a scene where she wanders off and Carol goes and finds her and at this point Lydia basically says this is all my fault and you know 
this won't end because I'm still alive. To save other people, you're going to have to kill me. Now, there was a part of me in that moment that actually thought, mm, careful who you say that to, because Carol in the past would have set fire to you for sneezing. She's just going to turn around and go, Lydia, look at the snowdrops. Well, yeah, yeah, check the flowers, if you can find any in the snow, bang. But but genuinely, there was a part of me that was like, of all the characters she could say that to, who is likely to say, you're right, and kill her, it's probably Carol. Carol's the one and... that would have done it, yeah. And this, this for me, meant that that scene had a real, this could happen. This this is, you know, is Daryl going to get there and stop it? Is this, because earlier we'd seen Carol say, you know, I'm losing who I am again. I can feel me losing who I am. But it actually snaps back in that moment, because in that moment she realises this is just a scared kid who has been bullied by her mother, because she says... I'm not strong enough to end it myself. I need you to do it. I'm not strong enough, like my mum said. Yeah. And and that kind of snaps Carol out of it. They're kind of like, oh, wow. You know, and she kills the walker that was behind her. And she's like, y- you're strong enough. Come on, you're coming with us. And that, that, to me, I think could be quite an important thing going forward. I think that helped Carol refind. you know, she's lost Henry. She felt like she was slipping... And I think when she said that, it kind of made her snap out of it. You know, a lot of people forget when we first met Carol, she was an abuse victim. So Carol and, you know, Daryl, that's why those two have that connection so strong. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, she she kind of like snaps out of it. Almost almost like hearing her say that was like a throwback to how she felt. You know, I'm not strong enough or, you know, I can't do things, you know. And I, I'm I'm always in the wrong, and you know, sadly, so many people have experienced that in their lives, and so many people possibly listening to this have experienced a form of abuse. And I think when you hear somebody else say it, you automatically recognise it, you know, and it kind of clicked. And to me, she was emotional. She was holding that thing there and really thinking about doing it. And the minute she heard that, it just clicked. Like no. No, 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 no. I'm going to look after you. Now, this is my problem. Okay. I really quite like Lydia. Yep. And the last thing I want is to, for Carol to adopt Lydia. Because Carol doesn't do well with children. <laughs> Dude, come on. Too soon. She doesn't. Let's be honest. <laughs> Sophia, <laughs> Henry, the two girls she was meant to look after. One got killed and she killed the other one. Yeah, to be She's fair, not one... good with them. To be fair, one did kill her sister before she shot her. Yeah, but still, they both ended up dead in her care. Like, I don't want Lydia to die. That that kid that she shot would have definitely become a whisperer. She would have been alpha. She would have been she, the she, start. Yeah, that that yeah. If Carol hadn't have done that, she would have become alpha. Without, there's not a doubt in my <laughs> yeah, mind. What are you doing? But they're all my friends. Yeah. No, no, they're yeah, not. All, all, yeah, I'm playing because the dead are my friends. Oh, that kid was crazy, proper kooky dukes. Um, but Carol does have children killed off, so therefore I'm now a bit concerned. So, yeah, we like the character of Lydia. We don't want Carol to adopt her because then Lydia's in danger. That's fair. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Um, please send all abuse too. <laughs> yeah, please please abuse me on this. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of people listening right now just going, what is he talking about? Come on. 
what something that happens as well and again i know i'm jumping around i'm doing a full gimple here but the the group had to take uh when they're moving from the kingdom to get to the hilltop they had to take sanctuary ironically at the sanctuary what a moment Um, what a moment it's michonne's face when she suddenly realizes where where they're gonna have to go she's like yeah yeah, I know so. And <laughs> and I think one of them says, "Welcome to the sanctuary." And it's a bit like I think someone says, "People used to live here." It's like, yeah. Do you think it's Michonne yeah. that actually says, "Welcome to the sanctuary," as yeah. they're looking around? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, please! I was waiting for someone to be there, like a savior zombie. And then I was like, well, "Oh no!" Didn't Negan cleared it? Didn't <laughs> didn't late didn't later on? Um, she says to Negan, or like we had to go to the sanctuary, and he was like, "Yeah, I could have told you it's a shithole now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he full on tells her like, "Yeah, I could have told you that." <laughs> uh, yeah, I could have told you that. Um, but yeah, there's there's this line that happens there, um, and it goes back to these moments I was talking about Michonne sharing with Ezekiel. And she says something to him, and I picked out the line because I think it's important. It's that woman was able to walk amongst us as we no longer knew each other. Yes! Um, Two things about that line when I heard it. One, great line and so true. But two, it brings us to what me and you were discussing last week is he knows she was there. He, He knows that he was talking to her. He knows that that's that's crippling, man. That's not going to be a good feeling for the king. No, and that that grief from that, I mean, that's going to be burning him up inside. To know doubt. that he went and got the person that killed his kid yeah. clothes because it's chilly, come this way. Yeah, just, just knowing that he was that close to her and he could have stopped it, it just, yeah. That's going to that, suck. That's, massively massively and it was what we discussed about is he going to realise well that line tells us yes they do realise he knows um, yeah it does suck but but Michonne's point's true which is if the communities were all still as close as they once were then you know it wouldn't have happened they would have recognised so who's this person that no one's yeah er- everyone would have been like well she's not hilltop she's not this not this who are you and yeah, it, it wouldn't have been a problem. There's also another little throwaway line which got me a little bit, which is uh, talking about if only Rick's Bridge, and they call it Rick's Bridge. Um, yeah. You know, that had saved, a day, saved us a day and a half. And I, I don't know why, but it just kind of felt great that they call it Rick's Bridge. You know, we're talking six years on. Um yeah, like I said, I don't know why that felt kind of important, but to me it did. It was just so a, a nice a nice little kind of thing, throwback to it. And yeah. having heard all the rumours about it was going to be Rick's voice on the radio, to then yeah. start hearing his name mentioned, what was it, two or three times in this episode, we hear Rick's name, yeah. and I was kind of sitting there going, yeah. it's going to happen. So in that kind of sense, yeah. it was a good way of building us up to something and kind of throwing us off the scent a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier about Maggie was suddenly talked about again. Yeah. Suddenly Rick was talked about again. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just liked that. I like the fact they call it Rick's Bridge. I like the fact that they acknowledge the re- you know the whole reason why Rick was so intent on keeping that bridge was to keep the communities together. The fact he then had to blow it up is a massive factor in how they've all fallen apart. So, yeah interesting I, I like that I like the idea that maybe in the future Rick's Bridge will get rebuilt with a big Probably monument to, to it. 
Yeah, probably going to have to deal with the Whisperers first. Um, but yeah, I mean, are there any other scenes or any other parts of the episode you want to go over, really? Because I think I've covered most of it. Uh, oh, can we just, just quickly mention how much I actually loved Eugene in this episode? For one, oh, really? For one massive reason. Oh, dude, this better not be just purely your Rosita lust coming it, out. No. He walked in and stopped us having to go through the torture of a Rosita and Gabe intimate scene. When, when you say oh. us go through the torture, when you say all the listeners, us, no, one know, all, uh, yeah. no one deserves that. No one deserves to see that. So is this not more just you and, and your absolute love for that woman that seeing Father Gabriel with her hurts you? I think it's just <laughs> weird in general. Just to, like... In general, are they that far into the apocalypse that she's now so desperate for companionship she's gone to him? <laughs> oh, like, you leave Cyclops alone. He's just, I mean, he's a weird dude anyway, but like Rosita, you can do better. Like, go to Jersey Shore, at least he's like a pretty boy or something, you know what I mean? No. Just, no, at least he's a pretty boy, there. not Gabe with his one eye and weirdness, but well, Eugene just walks honest. in and the tension between the three of them is just brilliant. It's just like, I know what I've just done, and ha 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 ha. Yeah, well, Eugene is great. I mean, I think uh, he says something about the fireplace as well later on. He rattles off one of his Eugene-isms. And Negan's just looking at him and goes, Damn, I've missed you. (laughs) And Eugene, yeah, the feeling is not mutual. (laughs) I I just wish I could have an entire episode where I understand everything that Eugene says. I I think that would be a strange world indeed. Because he'll just come Um, out with a line and I'll be there going, Okay, in English, I think he means... Uh, that the winter is coming along so we've got a backup plan ready for this and that's what we need to do (laughs) yeah we we think I think I I follow what he's talking about but I am not a hundred percent I've got a rough gist of where the conversation went just don't necessarily know how it got from A to B (laughs) yeah 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 well um Okay, man. Well, in that case, it's time for us to move across to the social media. Um, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash stuffandthangspodcast. We have Twitter, podcasterthangs. We have Instagram. Uh, we send stuff out via Carrier Pigeon. You know, we, we do the whole nine yards. Ravens. But but we've ravens definitely ravens um we've uh, we've got a fair few comments um so let's head across there now now it's time for your comments so man uh, if you're happy i'm going to start with the facebook because we got quite a bit on there please do because um, i'm still i'm now going through the twitter to find the best comments all right man well uh the first comment i've got here is rebecca Oh, help. Now, this feature, right, used to be called Sam Butcher's Names. The reason why it was called that is because I am awful at pronouncing names. So I will go through these and I will genuinely straight up butcher some of this stuff. Um, So I apologise. Rebecca, you're the first comment on here. And I think it's Rebecca Nagel. Nagel. Okay, I've got to be honest with you, dude. Facebook has done an an update on me. And I can't even find her comment right now. I'm having to change settings. Uh, right. This is awful. Uh, okay. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so, Rebecca... Rebecca uh changed my mind about Negan. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think a few people might have gone into that. The next comment is from Sean Egan. It says, uh, Blizzards in Georgia? Question um, mark. 
and then someone's pointed out they're not actually in Georgia anymore, they're in Virginia. Uh, does that happen in Virginia? There's a whole discussion here now. Um, and yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know American weather enough to comment on that. I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, Amanda Ezekwe. Hello, Amanda. Lovely to hear from you. Uh, she says, hashtag King Top. Yes, Jerry said that. I loved it. Jerry said that. We got to start calling it King Top. We'll make it work. Um... Yeah, love that. Uh, the dog's still alive, Manda. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear. Uh, Kelly Dunnigan says, Waste of my time. Absolute garbage, in my opinion. Um, She watched it because she loved the show and thought something good might happen. I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, so did You know, I. it I wasn't mean... all death and action and stuff, but character development and story development, it was a good episode. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing we talked about right straight off the bat. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, we're all going to have different opinions, and that's fine. But yeah, Kelly, I disagree with you there. Uh, Tara Gabber says, last week should have been the finale, really. It was more like a Walking Dead finale. Um, Actually, Tara, go back and watch some of the other series. It's the penultimate episode that always has the big death. The finale, other than the year that we were left with the cliffhanger with Deegan, the finale is typically a kind of... Ooh, take a breath after the last week's events and set the story going forward. So, um, yeah, I, I don't... I, I guess people went into it with an expectation of something massive. Uh, perhaps that's why people are feeling let down. Uh, Timothy Richard Talbot says, Negan made the night a lot brighter. The father who is not the father, lol. Um, and it's a true passion for Judith. Um, he risked his life going for the snow. Yeah, agreed, love that. Uh, Lindsay Robinson says the snowball fight was adorable. Yeah, we didn't mention that. That was adorable. Um, interestingly, on Twitter as well, Norman Reedus revealed that was actually them between takes. It got filmed, and the director loved it so much he left it in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was actually Norman Reedus just prattling about with the kids, keeping them entertained between takes. But then they filmed it, and they went, actually, this really works, and they left it in. Um, we had a moment, yeah, so that moment was sweet, uh, father who's not the father cracked me up, yeah, king top, brilliant, love Jerry, and when Carol put her hand out to Lydia, just loved the show so much, can't wait for next season, yeah, Lindsay enjoyed it, yeah, well done Lindsay, uh, Debbie Harney says, wasn't what I was expecting, it was a little boring, but you take the good with the bad, I'm a Walking Dead fan, can't wait till October, uh, yeah, I suppose... If it was not action-packed, you could class it as boring. But Erin uh, Maynard says, loved it. Daryl and Carol scenes were amazing. Negan is starting to warm up. <laughs> yeah, warm me. I love that Daryl was watching out for Lydia. Great season. I still miss Rick. Uh, can't wait for the podcast. Yay, thanks, Erin. Uh, Thank you. Hopefully we've done a good job today. Erin um, is someone who wants messages and said, listens to us while she's working out, I believe. So, you know, run faster and do stuff like that. Uh, Christine M. Jensen says it was great right down to the snowball fight. Yep, I enjoyed that. Uh, Jenny, oh, hell. Uh, Janie Huzer Defrain. I just love the ending with the light-hearted snowball fight. Everybody smiling and enjoying themselves gave me hope. Perfect. Yeah, that's a great point. The ending of the episode was about hope, not despair. Um... People seem to want the end of The Walking Dead to always be death. <laughs> and that's ending on hope and everybody hated it. What does that say about society? 
Uh, everybody was smiling. Uh, now, last week was upsetting. We lost Tara, but that made me cry. Uh, what made me cry was when Daryl ran to Carol because he saw Henry. Yeah, I agree. That was last week, and it was horrific. Uh, Marshall Travis says, Negan made me laugh out loud. Dr. Baby Daddy. I think it was okay. Glad no one else died. We are losing our favorite characters left, right, and center. Uh, Sherry says, I liked it. The only thing I did not like was the king telling Daryl to get lost. Yeah. Yeah, that is, um, you know, sorry, but nobody comes between Carol and Daryl, she says. Um, Robin Shrewsbury says, I loved it. The Winter Walkers were badass, and Negan saving Judith was the best. Yeah, man, we didn't really talk about that very much, but the Winter Walkers, like, frozen solid at times and smashing rather than, you know... Can we call them White Walkers? <clears throat> Uh, not not unless George R. R. Martin would like money if we do. Okay, let's not call them <laughs> so, that. Uh, yeah. They're not that. Uh, they're walkers yeah. that look white in the frost. Yeah, they're yeah. walkers. Yeah, that look white. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones. Wow. Um, that's scary. I hope, you hope you're not the alcoholic detective from Marvel. I'm just wondering how they haven't had one winter since season one. Because... Just because, okay? <laughs> Jessica. Um, Damaris Rivera says it would have been more exciting if Rick voiced was heard what we heard. Agreed. I think nobody would be complaining about this episode at all if the end of the radio was... Uh, do you know what would have been the absolute best to come over the radio? It couldn't happen because he's gone, but was, hey, you jackass. Yeah, that would have been it. Um, how did Alpha's group survive that snow? Well... The Whisperers obviously went south for the winter. Like birds. Like, how far south did they go? Are we talking like Barbados here or something? Like, the weather was gorgeous well, where they were. Well, she didn't have a tan, but they definitely flocked somewhere. Um, no idea. I mean, it wasn't really told, but we did have that weird scene where Beta was beating her. I'm glad you mentioned that, because that was one of the comments I had to mention. That was weird. What was think? that about? Like... Yeah, is that like her way of like a punishment or her way of staying strong or it was just no one on social media had any idea what they'd just witnessed yeah yeah very weird uh, Stuart May also <laughs> says if a zombie falls out does he come back to life <laughs> um, that made me laugh uh, Linda Holcomb says yes blizzards do come to Georgia I live here <laughs> I love the show thanks Linda that just answered a question from earlier Thank you. Dennis Dennis Kin says, um, a disappointing finale. Oh, that's, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Linda Bradshaw says, loved it. Happy Carol gave King back his ring. Maybe it's time for (laughs) Daryl. I heard him say he was taking her someplace safe and taking care of her. Yeah, see, there's a bit of the old Daryl Carol thing going on there. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez says, not the greatest, but that's just me. Only thing I liked about last night was Negan's sense of humour in the cabin. That was great. When he rescued Judith and the dog, the rest just dragged. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Kathleen McNabb says, The calmest season finale that I can remember. Claudia Yovers loved it. Slightly unbelievable. Oh, possibly the snow, I guess. I thought it was awesome, and I'm so glad no one died, says Georgette Jenkins. Sarah Thompson says, Boring, but I liked it. <laughs> Robert Irwin says, Loved it, and you didn't need to watch. And if you didn't like it, don't watch. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Michelle Holland says, I enjoyed it. Sarah Cooper, always loved it. Joanne Wilson, awesome. Rita McKee, I loved it. Francie Gregory, I love it. Hilary Parks, family, and a little heart emoji. Judy Biondo says, true, don't watch then. I think that's her just getting angry at people not liking it. And last one, Kayleen Hester says, loved it. 
So there was a lot of comments. Thank you very much for everybody there. I really appreciate it. Um, we love to get any interactions and people coming back to us. Uh, if you're listening, do get in touch. Let us know what you thought about our thoughts. Now, over on Twitter, you were live tweeting, my friend. I so was. What, what kind um, of thoughts did you get from people there? Considering like a lot of people said it wasn't a greatest of episodes, mm-hmm. uh, this was the most interaction we've had. <clears throat> like okay. this was the most amount of com- now. A lot of the conversations I was having were about particular scenes, not kind of just overall stuff. So I'm trying to yeah. trying to find some of the comments that are more overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had Emma, which is at Emma underscore came. Yeah. Um, I had put about lucky the lucky for them that Negan had already been there to clear it out. Was that the sanctuary? Yeah. Bit? yeah. To which Emma came back with, I really want them to let him out, not because I like him, but because he could be of good use. True. Um, his humour and sarcasm I love I just can't get over what he did which was then followed up by okay now I like him a little bit he's grabbed Judith and the dog <laughs> well it's interesting isn't it that, that people are sort of coming around um, I said last week I was actually quite surprised the show have been able to do this that the majority now of the audience are starting to warm to him yeah um, we'll we'll see if that lasts, of course. Um, I retweeted um, at Ricky Mason 4, who put, If the Whisperers live outside and don't light fires, how have they not frozen to death? Now, well, Like birds, they We now know, so... yeah, that they, they flocked away. But my favourite yeah. reply was... They um, off. <clears throat> a lady called Claire. Yeah. At C underscore Bari 14216. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. You think you get banned on Facebook? Um, I do. She's put. I'm thinking they wrap themselves in human flesh to keep warm. Think zombie onesies. Ah, oh, I don't want to think zombie onesies. Oh, I oh, do. Just the that's... idea of that makes me laugh so much. It's like a scene from Star Wars inside a dead tom-tom Can you imagine? Um, one of the other ones uh, at Punjab Alchemist. Yep. Um, he seems seems that Eugene is the only person in the apocalypse that might have access to food. Oh, dude, what are you trying to say? <laughs> he, he's just throwing it out there. The guy's always yeah. very, very happy and always fine. Like, yeah. Um, and he's also put that it's some of the best visuals he can remember from the franchise this episode. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's lots of discussion on the radio scene. Was it Carol? Was it the Commonwealth? Was it Jadis? Uh, well, Jadis is another good shout. Um, I don't know. I, I, to me, I just feel like it's going to be generic. I don't think it's going to be a particular character. But I think it's been left with the crackle and the vagueness. So for the next few months, everybody can really get stuck into it. Yeah, what can we do I, to make people talk about it? Oh, I know. Yeah, I will. I will possibly. Uh, we're going to do another show where we just wrap up season nine. I will try and get the clip if I can. And we'll put it on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Uh, the last one I'm going to read out, just because we kind of put up a thing like, good morning all, recording the podcast, any thoughts and yep. stuff like this, yeah? Yep. Um, one of the replies I got to it, at Jamie Summers BKS. Yeah. Is Alpha a better parent than Laurie ever was? Without a doubt, yeah. So, really? Every, every, yeah. Alpha is a, a better, better parent. parent than Laurie. Negan is a better parent than Laurie, and Negan ironed people's phases. Have I missed something here? Like, I don't quite get how Alpha could be a better parent than Laurie. Laurie, do you not remember? Least... Do you not remember Laurie at all? Do you not remember the whole "Where's Carl? He's not in the house." Well, yeah, but 
surely that's still slightly better. You know, she realised he was missing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of course exaggerating and joking. I do not believe that the psychopath that is Alpha is better than the I like to sleep with sheriffs and their partners, Laurie. I mean, okay, she was a bit of a hussy, but at least she didn't wear like a dead person's mask. <laughs> Well, perhaps at this stage, if she survived, she would be doing that. Oh, God, Laurie is you know, Alpha. We're yeah. going to have all these different... Who else could have been oh, Alpha? Who who else could have been Alpha? No, the, the little kid's still the winner. Yeah, definitely that little psychopath. Lizzie? Yeah. Lizzie. Dude, that, that kid was batshit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She she would have made Alpha her bitch. <laughs> could you imagine? And, oh yeah, god! Nah, that, that that great little actress that kid was as well. Because uh, to this day, if I saw her in public, I'd be freaked out. I honestly don't <laughs> know if she went on dude. to do anything else either. Not sure. Not sure. Um, we'll have to but find out. Actress. I know she does. She goes around a lot of the conventions. People still really, you know, really like her. So uh, yeah, but crazy. How often crazy does she get kid. told to look at the flowers? I wonder. Oh, uh, probably every. <laughs> yeah, she's probably sick to death of that. Any boyfriend uh, in the future buys her flowers, she's just going to be like, are you having a... What are you doing? Yeah, boy buys her flowers and she immediately ducks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, enough of our stupidity. Um, I do just want to uh, wrap by saying a big hello to someone listening called Sandy. Um, been in touch a few times talking about the podcast, uh, generally critiquing me and saying I sound like a farmer. He does. Slash pirate, sound idiot. Um, critiquing you, saying you sound like an Essex wide, but no, she doesn't say anything about you. Actually, she's probably like, being do. critical of me. I just, I just want to wind you up. Um, yeah, but hello, Sandy. Hope you're listening. Hope you're enjoying. I uh, hope you're behaving yourself for once. You know what you're like. Um, but yeah, man, that's me done. Um, a big thank you to you. Big thank you to everybody who's listened during this season of The Walking Dead. Uh, just leaves me time to say, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, we are covering Game of Thrones. The Stuff and Thangs podcast has expanded. We are talking Game of Thrones, we're talking Stranger Things when that releases in July. We're going to be talking all sorts of things coming up. Uh, looking forward to it. Keep an eye on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash stuffandthangs. If you go to our website, www.stuffandthangspodcast.com, you will actually see the different categories there listed of all the different shows we're going to be talking about. You can also find any of our episodes ever there. They'll stream on any device, uh, anytime, day or night, for free. Oh, that was a bit of an advert. I liked it, though. Thanks. Do I sound like I almost know what I'm doing? Slightly. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a few more years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody for listening. We've really enjoyed it. Everybody who's got in touch. Uh, we will be back next week just to do a wrap-up. We're going to be talking Walker Stalker London. We're going to be talking Season 9 just as an overview. We're going to be picking out a few things and a load of theories going into season 10 and how it's going to link into the movies. There is some movie news, not the fake April Fool's Day thing I posted. You got there some is hate actually, on that, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. You should have seen a couple of messages I had from friends. <laughs> oh my word. One, one person, and uh, by the way everybody, there's an example of society now. Very few people read a full article. Whenever I post stuff like this, it blows my mind that people read the opening paragraph or the line and react to it. They don't read the whole thing. The bottom line of my April Fool's Day joke was literally, 
this is all made up crap, it's April Fool's Day. Yeah. And the amount of people who didn't get that far into it and have reacted angrily and have written a comment in this kind of rage. It's fantastic. And then, it was fantastic. And then, yeah. I mean, sorry to or, everyone who did get tricked by it, but oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sorry. <laughs> April <laughs> Fool's, it's like, it's like my one day a year, which basically just comes into my comes into my own it's my little day i mean i got you a treat yeah you got me you ass. yeah yeah well the world's full of assholes and i'm just one of them (sighs) anyway uh big thank you to everybody i hope you have a great mid-season break or a season break even fear the walking dead if you're a fan of that show it's back the second of june which means we will be back covering that as well yes so stick with us if you watch game of thrones we'll be talking that show season eight out very soon then we're going to go straight into Fear the Walking Dead and straight into Stranger Things where me and Alfie will be reunited to talk all things that show. Um, but yeah, and then we'll probably be back doing Walking Dead. It, we're, we're like not getting an off season anymore. No, it's we're just go, 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 it. which is good. Yeah, it's just listening to us every week, you poor souls. But uh, big thank you and we'll be back soon. That's the season wrap. Followed by over 17,000 people on Facebook, you need to be one of them. Find the Stuff and Things podcast on Facebook at Stuff and Things Podcast. Also check us out online at StuffandThingsPodcast.com. If you can't figure out how to spell it, then you don't deserve to be there.